1: Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. It is Monday, 8 pm, which can mean only one thing. It is the online dance live lounge with me, Phil Bath, Jack. I'll be going with Anne Lee, boys. And, boys, have we got an absolute bumper two hours to try and cram in, gents? He is going to be darting nonsense with a little bit of common sense sprinkled in between, boys. How are we doing?
2: Who's doing the common sense? The chat room? Yeah. not I'm <laughs> sure. <laughs>
3: Certainly won't be Lee, it's
2: will nice. it? Hello, mate. How are you? Evening, mate. Evening. <laughs> How are we doing? Um, we all good? Is, we, is it 100% a dart show again tonight?
3: Always a dark show. Always a dark show. <laughs> there's, there's no other sport that matters, even though I can see something over Phil's right shoulder. Right, well, you know, just keep, not it,
1: not it, it, just keep it a casual eye. Um, to see how bad we can be this evening. Um, but first of all, before we jump into today's show, I want to thank each and every one of you. Last week, we had our best ever live lounge in terms of live numbers. So, everyone, thank you very, very much um, for joining us. And let's see if we can smash that number again. We've just shared some links on social media. So, make sure you share it for us. Come and say hello. Uh, drop us a like and subscribe to the channel um boys the
2: the premier league seems
1: a long long way ago thursday night seems an eternity ago
2: yeah i forgot we were starting <laughs> i'm just trying to get everything open that we need i'm like oh yeah <laughs> um, no, league, euro tour ranking oh for god's sake premier league yes premier league indeed uh,
1: how, Mark, how can, can we out? Out? I was gonna say whilst you're setting that up, I'm gonna say hi to everyone in the chat room and welcome them all along. Uh, Max, Adrian, Craig, as always, Owen, um, Harry, Rose is in. Paul, Kieran, welcome along. Um, Mark, uh, Mr. DP180, hope you are good. Malachi, James is in. Loads of talking points in there, and we will come to them. Don't worry about that. There is plenty going on harry how are we doing yeah there's loads and loads to get through the pdc dropping news today as well which of course was always interesting um a very interesting poster which no doubt we will talk about um in the coming couple of hours just to wind gob up on the latest poster there is
2: no world number three or four To be fair, it was probably made before this weekend, so you know your boy was still no, in that it, echelon. They made it, it this morning. That's poor taste. <laughs> um,
1: but we are going to jump straight in, and we're going to start with the Premier League. We went to the Castle Shed in Exeter to start us all off, and that's how it looked before a dart was thrown. Um, it looked a good night on paper, boys. Before we we dive in, when you when you looked at the way that it was set up, it looked good.
2: Yeah, it's
3: difficult think, for a week not to look good, isn't it? <laughs> I think I think it was it at, at was probably, It was a difficult week to pick. I think it's probably the yeah. way to look at it because we had the matchups seemed to be closer than some of the weeks where we've had. I know, obviously, they're the top eight in the world, but we have had those gaps since some weeks where it had been a bit easier to pick I think last week was the first week where we was I don't know if we had a day where we all agreed on one which is unlike us we normally jinx some one between the three of us but not last week yeah <laughs> it was a bit split Look, like,
1: uh, at, at some point MVG, Price Wright and Clayton are all going to be in the top or bottom half
2: I don't think they are that's what I'm looking for now surely that now, has to happen no, because they just be uh, selective with which. If, uh, if there's a Price versus MVG, then whoever right plays is in the opposite half of the draw. I genuinely don't think it happens. I don't think it happens once. They should all be. But I genuinely yeah, I, don't think... i thought chance to be fair. You've
3: not, the only chance yeah, to get that
2: one. is 9, 8 and 16. Yeah. If the rankings dictate that. Hmm.
1: Anyway, moving on. Um, first up, it was Johnny Clayton against Michael Van Gerwing. Um, and we all said that if MVG came through this one, he had a huge, huge opportunity. And boys, he blitzed the ferret gob.
2: He did not the not the strongest performance we've seen from Johnny, but superb from Michael. Um, <laughs> It's difficult not to say it now, but it's also going to be difficult to not say it throughout the rest of the night. I don't really think Michael was pushed at any point during the evening. It started with Johnny Clayton. Johnny was there. He he almost just existed in this game. You never really thought that Johnny put any pressure on Michael. Don't get me wrong. Part of that was Michael's brilliance, but I never really felt like that moment where he just excelled and and was unreachable. You always felt like the opponent was waiting to step up and just didn't.
1: Yeah, Um, James, we'll come on to the TV bits when we talk about the UK Open because, again, being there, um, hearing arguments, shall we say, was was interesting about TV stages. So we'll come on to that, mate. We won't neglect it now. We'll touch on it when we come to the UK Open. Yeah, so Michael Van Gogh getting the job done. And then this one was full of drama see Bully Boy and Joe Cullen
3: went all the way, but when it mattered, Bully Boy produced a blistering deciding leg. Yeah, that's all it was down to. You could sort of put the first 10 leads to one side and just button that 11th one, and that's what it was all about. Michael Smith um, found a way to play in the last lead, which he was hoping to have kept with him throughout the weekend, but on first night, he found that way. He then Joe Cullen, and, and he was, he was outstanding in the 11th lead, and got the job done
1: yeah completely and then in this one the much anticipated clash it was a bit of a damn squid if i'd be honest it didn't live up to the billing we gave it peter right demolished going
2: price 6-2 goal but it wasn't really close was it i don't think it was at all peter right gone out the start again i don't think when price did simple yeah easy as and then
1: in the last one James Wade six four winner over Gary Anderson and the, this is the story of James Wade right now played well in this one 97 average was more than comfortable Boise will come on to the, the dip in the in the semi final shortly but in this one Wade looked good and deserved the win.
3: Yeah when we was talking about this Premier League being the difficult one to pick if I, memory serves me right, this was the only one where we all agreed and I think because of how uh, James Wade's been playing at the moment and we sort of seen that um, in this first quarter final. Yes, there's those inconsistent performances as you've mentioned and we'll come on to the semi-final, but in this one you sort of seen being controlled for hours, and it was what we expected. We all saw Wade getting the better of him and that's because of Wade's torrent performances and Anderson's not being at the standard I think we'd expect by now in the Premier League. Yeah, look, there's,
1: there's question marks about Gary
2: at the moment. Um, we'll we'll no doubt touch on there's that. More yeah. question marks. I'm, a, I'm genuinely quite worried about Gary. Look, when he turns up to a match play or a World Championship and can coast through it and do what he does, look, he's still got ridiculous levels of, of natural ability. But in this Premier League campaign so far, yes, it's only four nights in, etc just feels like he's existing doesn't feel like he's competing he's up there he make the games look close he'll be alright hold his own throw a couple of times but other than that you don't really feel like he's just got that edge to his game that means in the key moments he wants it more than his opponent
3: yeah, I think I'm think well, worried so, I'm yeah I'm worried and I also think that the next three Premier League nights for Doug Anderson are key he's got Michael Smith Johnny Clayton, Joe Cullen, who is next three opponents, which are two of the three that are towards that bottom with him. I think they are coming up against Michael Smith this Thursday, knowing what Smith's just done through on Sunday. Anderson's got to push on there and then the same will be asked when he comes up against Joe Cullen. So, a big three weeks for Darryl Anderson all with to peter away in this Premier League. Look, we'll come on to
1: the World Series announcement in a minute, but two years ago it would be unthinkable that gary anderson doesn't play in every world series event right now i'm not convinced he's in half but we'll 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 touch on that when we come to the world series announcement uh evening weekly darts guys hope you are all good um so moving on to the semi-finals and it was um mbg against michael smith and this was just a damn good game of darts let's have this one right both of them big big averages and
2: it was edged by um, MVG. Yeah, I mean, of Michael Van Gogh was pushed all night. and Still, it was a 6-2 scoreline, 104 average. This is the, the levels, the games that we see Michael produce. They're the moments where you look at him and go, he's back. He's, he's got it. That's the top-level game that he, in the past, been able to produce over and over again. And when he gets results comfortably against someone else in the, in the top eight like that, it, it, it's a good sign. It's a, it's a good sign for
1: Michael Van Gogh fans. Yeah. And uh, then the the second one, um, boy, so this is what we're talking about. Peter Wright. Yes, Peter Wright played very well, 103.5 average. But James Wade has gone from a 97 looking very good to an 85 and looking absolute dog.
3: Yeah. <laughs> started poorly, and Wade's probably the one player in the top eight, top 16 who Seem to change his game. If he's not started well, it can't seem to them find that next level. It's all about the start. We well, talked about it, so often we, we talk about it so often. We talked about it. I know you've had the top half the draw today. I've had the bottom for some reason. So uh, <laughs> it's no my line. Um, but we have all spoken about it so many times. And it, it was showing this. Peter Wright was, was class though, in this uh, semi-final. But he wasn't really pushed by James Wade. Similar to MVG with Michael Smith in the other one.
1: And then in the final... This is, this is where the worrying signs started to occur for Peter Wright fans. Although it's been a semi-good weekend for him, MVG's battered him. That's not the issue. There was clearly signs that Wright wasn't right. And obviously, we found out subsequently that, yes, there are a few fitness problems returning. Um, it's, it's a persistent injury with the gallstones that he's had got. But you could just sense and just see his demeanour on
2: stage that he wasn't right. Yeah, but then there were times, this, the days afterwards, where it looked like it hadn't affected him, there were moments on and off, do you know what I mean? So if it's manageable and he can keep playing through it, Peter Wright's always going to have these dips, he's always had these dips throughout his career anyway, even when he's when he won the World Championship for the first time, he was there for the taking once, maybe even twice throughout that campaign, etc. There are always going to be moments, the match play was a completely different story, don't get me wrong, but... He, he's, he's just got these, but he's also got these dips in him. He's, he's got these little blip performances, sometimes through tinkering, sometimes through whatever. I think if he wasn't in the battle for world number one, for the foreseeable, I think he might take a little bit of a rest, but he is also a player that will travel and play in absolutely everything. And, and he might just have to start managing that schedule a little bit for the, for the next few months. Yeah.
1: So MBG picked up his first premier league, Win title, whatever you want to call it. They they're calling them nightly titles. So he's won a TV title. Everyone, I'm joking. Before everyone jumps on, um, he... you better be. That is not
3: a TV title. <laughs> hey, every game. Is it, is, it a late, is, it, is it a major TV title as well? Does that might change the poll as well if Moyle's beats the number one? You boys, you
1: carry on. Look, to, to drop only three legs through a night is is world-class. And look, there are, there are signs that he's not 100% the, 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 the Voldemort back yet, but the, the, there are signs that he's gathering momentum. That's that's how I'm going to put it at the moment. Um, and after the four nights, this is how the table looks. And it's all a little bit congested. Um Look, the bottom three are slightly adrift but with the amount of points available for a, for a winning one night this table can soon be spun on its head but Peter Wright does lead the way everyone forgets there is an actual table in this Premier League don't they boys
3: yeah it is. Uh, it is for donen and it? it's just as you said it's a semi- good weight from Peter Wright he didn't actually win every anything but he's bit on top of everything. <laughs> So, yeah, come away with not picking up the nightly winning, come away with not picking up the UK Open. But now he's number one in both. So, uh, a good weekend for him. But I'm just, as we spoke about Derry Anderson and, uh, and Michael Smith, yes, winning the night to let you those five points and jump you straight into it. But you've then got to bat it up as well with a few others. And I feel like they are just being put adrift, those three. So, next, next week and the week after all are key, or we might start seeing that gap.
1: Yeah, and then from here, the mad dash to Exeter had begun. The players that played in the final wanted to to get a move on. It's a, it's a fiddly little drive from Exeter to Minehead, so the, the dash then started, and all eyes turned towards the first ranking TV title of the year, the Kazoo UK Open, the FA Cup of Darts. On that Friday afternoon, especially, it is the most manic day. In darts, and it didn't disappoint. So, we physically cannot go through every game. However, we will pick selected ones that caught our caught our eyes from the first couple of rounds. There, there, there are all the round one ties, so you can have um have a look at them. But jumping off, when we spoke about selected ones this boy started the weekend. We spoke about him being involved in one of the ties of the round. He ended up having the weekend of his career today. But Sebastian Bil- Bilowetski being Matt Campbell 6-1 boys was a real statement of intent. Forget the averages, just beating Matt Campbell by that scoreline set him up for the weekend.
2: Yeah. Big, big surprise to see Matt Campbell play like that. Very, very disappointing from, from our side who have not even from us, I think, from a lot of people who have seen a lot of Matt Campbell for last years since that breakthrough in that in that World Cup team and expect a little bit more from him. But that being said, it was handled pretty well by Sebastian. He, he got up there, he did his job. He would have been anxious going into this event because obviously it's the only PDC mate, uh, senior event that he's, he's played in before. has got a little bit of history there. So to go and back it up the way he did throughout the weekend was, was superb. But yeah, look, there wasn't a lot coming back at him, but you still have to get up there and do the job especially early on that friday quality job from it.
1: yeah oh sen- sensational um there's a couple of surprising results as, as well floating around and that we all know ryan harrington's got pedigree we haven't seen it for a while but to smash up rusty jake was a little bit of a surprise i think
3: yeah i, f- I think the first round um, Means I was speaking about it on the Friday night when we were sort of looking back at what had happened throughout the day. And some of the results didn't surprise me as much in the first round. It was more the manner of the, the store line. And um, that one being said, Robbie John and then Bradley Brooks. Robbie John was outstanding on stage. But that, um, that one also, the from Rafty not winning the lead. Um, Lloyd like says, result I'm not surprised with. John O'Shea and Rafty was talking about that as one of the picks for the first round, down but saying it could be close. But it was just the manner of some of the, the results that were very surprising. But yeah, Ryan Arrington was was very, very good against Rusty J um, and it did start to his weekend.
1: Yeah. Um like you say, the game on the main stage as well, Roby John got illuminated centre stage in the in the in the opener, saying there wasn't more people in to, to witness it at the time, but it was stunning to beat Bradley Brooks.
2: Yeah, there were moments where his action just looked a million dollars. When he's on it, Robert John has always had a fantastically high ceiling, but it's been his, his B game and, and everything around it that's, that's always been the issue. And again, that, that's ultimately been his downfall later on this weekend. But look, when he's on it, they, he, he produces and that's what he did up on that main stage. Yeah,
1: for you boys, any other jump off the page from these round one games that you like the look of?
2: There was a couple... I was disappointed in, and they're all people that, that have been beaten, unfortunately. Um, Kevin Burness. wanted a bit more from Iron Man, knowing just how capable he is. Shawnee Mack, I, I know he says he hasn't had a chance to practice since uh, Q School itself. Um, look, Jamie Clark throwing a ton at like you is, is solid enough, but just, you know you just want to run for somebody for personal reasons or because they're supporting or etc. And there was one more Josh Rock what? against Damian Moore. Yeah. looks like a really really good game but <laughs> on the dev tour Josh Rock doesn't lose on a on a PDC senior event it looks like he, he doesn't know how to get over the line yeah
1: look yeah it, it, that, 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 that'll come in time no, no doubt um so yeah, that was that was interesting. Uh, running average
2: in the losing background. I'm, I'm not surprised by that at all. He's got the third or fourth best running average on the pro tour so far this season and hasn't won a game yet. Yeah. Uh,
1: boys, for you, any more jump outs before we go to round number
3: two? No, I was just an allude to Josh Rock. It, it was a good performance. It was a day that I was keeping an eye on. It was just a very good final led from Damien Mollis when we served right. But Josh Rock played well. It's just. It was one of those names we expected. I think when we'd seen his draw, it was potential for winning a few rounds. We talked plenty of times about is he fully developed or not, um, but he's yet to win on the main tour. So big weeks when we return to the pro tour for him. Yeah, agreed. So from
1: there we went to round number two, um, and again just the first one off the off the page. King Barry started with a difficult-looking tie. David Evans played better than what that scoreline suggested. There was a killer moment that he bust 80 twice for, I think it was for 3 all, and Keen Barry didn't look back from from there. But without a spoiler alert here, God, Keen Barry came of age this weekend and became the player we all thought he was destined to become.
2: To a certain extent, yeah. Look, he's still very, very young, still got a lot of time ahead of him in this sport. and You don't want to put him and elevate him too soon, too quickly, but we have seen other players achieve success at the same age as Keen Barry before and and it's certainly one to keep an eye out now that he seems to have added an extra level to his game, an extra level of consistency and is up on that stage playing without fear now through experience of being in that position before, he knows how to handle, being up on a big stage and every time he, he had to deliver this weekend, he did basically.
1: Yeah, completely. Um, I'm going to, going to hand over to you, Boise, because I I always pick them. Which ones jumped off for you? There, 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 there's one that was a very good game, and I I watched it up on the outer boards. But for you, which ones jumped off?
3: Yeah, there's probably two of the round two games that stand out. One I think you're alluding to, which was the performance of Yellow Clatson and then Tamra Menzies yeah. Three Tom plus Trenton Tom. Uh, Yellow, it was just it was unreal. Um, but I'm sure you'll come on to that one. The one for me was the comeback from Danny Badish. Saw it on streaming board too, uh, I believe. And at that point, the emotion from Danny Badish, um, for me, because he'd, he'd put so much into that game and then be, the board was ready for him already. So he literally had a 10 minute turnaround to be back. And of that comeback, 5-2 behind against John Michael and that performance was the battling stills we've seen, the battling uh, stills we've seen of Danny Badish before. Unfortunately, it was too much you'd put into this game that they're not on effect in third round. But it was a very, very good uh, display from 5-2 down front by this. But the Lord says that the dame of the round for me was uh, Yellow Klassen. For you, Gob? Good question. Where do we go
2: from here? Connor Scott, that's a good win for him against Jules Van Very, very accomplished win for that. Um, John O'Shea, good win for him. Yellow, yellow, Cammy is the one. It's the standout one, though, isn't it? Like to see Yellow play on the main stage the way he did against Mark Rice and nearly be taken out the round before. To then step it up all of a sudden and, and produce that against Cammy. Look, at the pace would have certainly suited him. Being away from that camera and just being able to free himself up a bit, too solid, yeah.
1: No, I, I agree. There was um, Danny Anson as well beating Scott Mitchell. That was a very tidy game, and it was um, it was quite loud as well up on boards three to eight when that was going on. When the mullet to be feared
2: beat the farmy army. Some haircut that. Isn't it? This is some haircut lack <laughs> a haircut, shall we say. yeah. Um,
1: so then moving on to round number three. Why won't this work? Is it that one? I pressed the wrong one. Hmm. Why is the software having a meltdown? But well, you talk
2: around
3: round number three. Well I um, will I sort this
2: out? I don't mind doing it. There we go. There. Well, I'm using that anyway. It's all on dark What a, what a piece of software.
3: <laughs> um, um. Yeah. Ra- round fine. three. <laughs> the, the, and then initially the standout is. Aidy Lewis, that performance he put on stage was just unbelievable. I think he was only 0.01 from Robert John, beating him in the average for the first session. Uh it was just sensational yeah. from Probably Strange, who had a decent day. He'd come through it. Um but one day one day I was hoping would be on a streaming board was the Jim Williams Alan Suter one because it went all the way. It was one that was probably always gonna be close, but very, very good win for the Quiff uh, against Alan Souter. Very difficult side. Another American I was probably a bit disappointed with was Danny Labour. Seeing him on the stream early on, he looked very good. Um, so to see Andy Bolson that the better of him in round three, I was disappointed for the American. Yeah. Um, for you, Gob, in the round three?
1: Uh, it's
2: more the sign of players that are in a bit of trouble Steve Beaton going down with an 85 average uh, John Henderson not looking great 83 average to lose to Darius Labanau um, Jeff Smith looks like he's having a tough time getting back into it this year um, I think they're the ones Ball and Barney was obviously ridiculous
1: that was a really good game up until the last leg yeah When they
2: both just had an absolute howler in the nicest possible way. I think if that's on any other stage, Barney wins it. But because it's back on TV, because he hasn't had the best run in front of a TV camera since his return, I think he'd have taken it out comfortably. I think Paul and panicked a little bit because of who it was against. But I think that possibly goes a bit more off stage, or it doesn't even Barney doesn't allow it to go that far.
0: Yeah, no, I'm with Also,
3: what, one game um, or one player to mention for me, and it shows just how brutal that first day of the Utah is. Robert John Rodriguez, who obviously was sensational in his first game, had to wait about two and a half hours for his second game, thumbed through that one, but then was back on stage within 10 minutes. And then you could see then that that drop, obviously losing to Ryan Meetle isn't a, a shot. However, the manner of how he's lost, not down a lead, only a 79 average, just shows how uh, difficult it is to get through that first session alone in the Utah Open if you are in round one.
2: When you said you yeah, had no, to wait no, back two and a half hours for Ryan to get his darts out of the board.
3: Yeah. <laughs> 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 that was throughout that day. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Um,
1: yeah, it, it, it was interesting, um, shall we say, that William O'Connor have beaten Connor Scott as well. That was a tight, tight game. Brian Roman, for me at the moment, I think his A game is very, very good. But the B and C game that you need to compete at this level isn't there for me at the moment. We're seeing a lot of these 77s and 78s when he gets beat, Gob.
2: Yeah. I think that that comes with time, doesn't it? It comes with time for an awful lot of people. If, if everybody produced their A game all the time, then the world rankings to be a little bit clearer constantly. But it's... There's nothing on a dartboard that any of these players can do that you, me, Boise, or anybody in the chat room can't do. It's just how consistently they do it. And that comes in match practice, experience, being on the tour consistently, and just getting your preparation right.
1: Agreed. Um, again, comments in the chat room, folks. What was your pick of these ties as well? Don't let us waffle on. Give us yours as well. Um I'm to think what else there was. Um Keen Barry smashing up Jeffrey Desjardins played very very well. Spoiler alert: Keen Barry played very well all weekend.
2: Yeah, <clears throat> not really sure that's a spoiler anymore.
1: <laughs> no. Um, then round four, and this is like the FA Cup third round, when the big dogs, the big guns, come in. There's- think James Wade calling the big players I've got a clip to play you later on of that as well um, which we'll, we'll, we'll talk about other other things that were splitting a lot of people at the same time as well over the weekend but the big boys came in in round number four um, Garvin which ones jumped off for you as the format went up
2: Which ones jumped out. Ridds Aspinall was an absolutely brutal draw. It was an even more of a brutal watch. It wasn't the best that either of those two were ever going to produce, unfortunately. Uh, very, very scrappy game from from both players. Callan getting over line in that one. Um, but I'm going to get some stick for this, but I thought James Wade was absolutely excellent. Steve Lennon was very, very good, especially through the early stages of that game. Wade he managed to keep him at arm's length with some really, really good doubling. Uh, and some solid scoring. Obviously, that, that's pretty much how darts works. Um, Dimi versus Darrell Gurney. The ultra of a draw. Um, two players that have been tipped either way for an outside run, I think, in the last couple of weeks because they haven't not been in the Premier League and, and not seen an awful lot of them since back end of last year, etc. Um, the big ones that went up on stage, Doby Unlucky, Ratajski think we always need a result was going to go that way at the minute gary again just existed didn't really put michael under pressure when he needed to in the key moments 90 for average from michael van Gogh and he's there for the taking especially after the night before yeah oh completely i'll leave i'll
3: leave please cheers man and probably probably what we haven't mentioned we haven't mentioned (laughs) yeah, <laughs> player we haven't mentioned, um, who went one of the two Royalist qualifiers who made it through to the fourth round. But Graham Hall had a very, very good day, even his performance when he lost to Team Barry, one of the Dames' oldest team tonight on Friday night. Uh, very, very good day and pushed Team Barry all the way. And like it says, he had a great weekend, but he had to be at that level to let past Graham Hall because he was throwing in some um, great finishes. Concern again about Glenn, um. It was just difficult to see the stores coming through on it. Does, I think it was every other lead, dub I was coming to you and just saying, it's the same with then it's 140 followed by a 43, followed by a 60, followed by a oh, no, 180. It was just so inconsistent. And it was, yeah, it was, but that was the same for both players. It wasn't great by weight White. however, Waits, his finishing was just um, a level two dud for Duran. So, very, very worried there. Probably the performance of the round for me was the manner of how Dave not just dismantled Brendan Dolan, who's in some good form. So a very, very good win for Cheese. And probably the only other one I didn't share who did our to was Martin Chinla. thought his win over Ryan Joyce. Was a, a very good win for the German. And at that stage, was expecting more from him across the weekend.
2: There is still a few more. <laughs> I, I, I was going to say, there's a, yeah, there's I mean, a surprising. I mean, think to look like he's on a bit of a, a bit of a worry for him. AD Lewis, after such a good performance previously, you get to a key moment deep in a, on a TV stage, struggles. Um, Rob Cross against Gabriel Clemens. We keep bringing it up about if you're going to draw attention to yourself not being in the Premier League, it heaps pressure on your results. And that's a result of somebody whose shoulders are very, very heavy right now. They're wrong. Yeah. Clemens was, was very, very good at times. The average dropped a lot towards the back end, but that's a worrying performance. A 92 average is a, is a scrappy game that you expect Cross to come through as a player who's won multiple TV major titles, which I could see debating in the chat room at a minute, not playing his A game. The UK Open is an event that normally suits Rob Cross. Um, also, an interesting point that Gabriel Clemens is the first man to ever beat Rob Cross in the UK Open and not go on to lift the title.
1: Yeah. An interesting one. I'll tell you what, else. Vincent van der Voort was very, very good against Jermaine Watamina. Very good indeed.
2: Yes. Takes
1: a while to find Yes. Then, Saturday round number five. And this is where all the debates started about board allocations and and everything like that. We'll come on to that in a more broadened topic shortly. Um, but there were some intriguing names,
2: shall we say boys? You get the odd one or two every round. I, I don't think this was the most exciting round of the tournament. Damon's victory over Vanko was good, it was a very, very good performance. But in terms of shocks, in terms of matchups for the players, I don't think there are many in there that you've been tipping to go the other way.
1: Um, yeah, um. I'll tell you again, we're going to talk about this man a, a lot more. But watching the final leg decided between Sebastian Biloetsky and Ian White, for such a young man, that boy's got some serious kahunas. Absolute kahunas. Ian White's fan club were on the barrier up in the multi-board room, giving it
2: large, and you wouldn't even know it. He just carried on as if he was just walking down the street. And as that game progressed and went on, Lee, I think we were watching at the same time, we had that worry that Ian White's got the experience. He's been there before. And in that key moment over a distance like this, Biowetsky will just have that leg where he he has a 45 or he has a 43 or something that just lets him down in the moment he needs it. And it didn't come. He was absolutely superb, especially when you consider the nature of the way that Ian White won in the round before, the 170 checkout to beat Luke Humphreys. In a deciding leg, Ian White look, he gets a lot of criticism for his for his major record and his TV record, etc. But Minehead is a venue that actually he seems to do better at them. Much I know you get two two chances there every year, but he had that quarterfinal, semi final of the year, in the players I think it was and everyone was like, "Right, is this the moment where Ian White breaks through?" And his results haven't been terrible there since. But yeah, superb from from Boleski.
1: On another note, Spurs running absolute riot.
3: Shane. Darcho, Phil. Darcho. <laughs> you know that. Um,
1: again, someone else that is catching the eye at this point big bad Boris Kirchmeier. And if Boris says it's Wednesday, it's Wednesday. Oh my God, <laughs> the size of that man. It's unreal. He can say whatever he wants and he's right. But producing some, some stellar performances to knock out Chizzy early as
3: well. Yeah, very good, especially how well Cheesy played uh on the Friday night. It was a. that's probably one of as Nob said, there's not many sort of surprises in this round, but that's probably one of them. Um because of what Cheesy did on the Friday night. So it was very, very surprised at that once then team Barry was was um Doug's through He's Dane. Um one then is like I know we're gonna talk more about him, obviously, in Danny Nopper, but I thought Devon played well the weekend, a lot, a lot of question marks around Devon, um, how he's been playing at the moment, but his performances the weekend was better. There was, um, I know Dob was watching on stream, He's thumb back um, and he, he got himself back into the down as he was miles behind. So good signs for Devon, but Danny Knopper showed his class at the end.
1: Yeah. Um, and then from here, this is now, we're talking the business end. It's the last 16 of the FA Cup of Darts. And this is where it gets kind of serious, boys. And we start thinking, right, here we go. And it was raining nine darters at this point. Um, Jose Justicia had one earlier on in the tournament up in the multi board room. Did it? But also,
2: what's that? Did it? <laughs> I didn't see that one on our coverage. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had us song while I was working because I had to work on Friday but I didn't hear that we there's been a nine-dollar league
3: Alright, I just told you on the Friday night but then about an hour later I mentioned it and then you went oh, it's the Bean one and then you had to love yourself so you for that I um, told you but that's fine That's we all make mistakes
1: Before we touch on no. the games this was the round where question marks and things were being questioned in relation to gain selection on what boards you were put on, gents. I think it's fair to say that it was fairly opinionated at this point.
2: Yes. Um, and I think those ben questions are play. right. The fact
1: that Damon Hetter and Johnny Clayton were on stage two was baffling and just putting it out there um, I think and Chris, Chris Mason said to us maybe in the, the little snippet that we did with him ITV wanted that one on the main stage they pushed and pushed to have that one on the main
2: stage, but we're denied. Yes. The problem is that the PDC and ITV are always going to protect three players to go straight up on that main stage. So the longer they stay in that draw, the less variety we get on ITV4 as a channel. Peter Wright, Gerwin Price, Michael Van Gerwijn were not moving from stage one. It just wasn't going to happen, whether whether we like it or not, because I, I really don't like it. I don't see the point in that. Otherwise, you literally get the first round of the tournament or the first three rounds, that Friday afternoon session when nobody's watching anyway because everybody's at work, and then any session when those players are knocked out. I've just spent the night before watching those players play. I spend every week watching those players play mix it up a bit you get stories from players that aren't the big four and uh, do you know what do you know who i blame i blame gary anderson entirely don't get me wrong mark if so and so if he doesn't get his own way but Gary Anderson kicking off the other year about being world champion and being put on stage two has meant everybody's petrified of doing the same to any reigning world champion, any reigning world number one, and anybody named Michael Van Gerwen. Because, <laughs> unfortunately, Phil, it's <laughs>
3: neither of those. It? Phil, Phil, I'm very surprised. It's took 43 minutes for Dob to mine on this Monday. I thought this one was coming at about two minutes past. It's took a lot longer than so, I thought, but now we've started him off. Now he's off. I'm oh, right, they're
2: they're started, like, be honest... James Wade should have been on the main stage earlier than he was. Whether people find him entertaining or whatever, the first opportunity, the reigning champion should be on that TV stage. Yes. Should he? Yes. Yes,
3: he should. He should.
2: Should he? You win that event. You win that event. The first opportunity might be your last opportunity. You should get to play in front of that crowd as big as it could possibly be, up on that main stage once more. You've earned that by winning the tournament the previous year.
1: Yeah, but we all decided. Anything that was won behind COVID doesn't count. So,
3: who decided that?
1: <laughs> Got
2: almost bit then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, with Price, he's not a world champion. Um
1: wait to be fair that no, the tournament had fans the, the tournament started yeah, yeah leave so can... that doesn't really count it doesn't matter that were There were still fans were part of the tournament so it counts Jesus, you didn't even play in front of fans so don't give me that crap <laughs> yeah but the tournament had fans that's all that matters
2: um no <laughs> the, the, the you the know i'm right is, look, is, there is this protection the TV over TV the top three pop. and the constant debate over fairness versus versus commercial viability. We've literally gone blue in the face on this discussion about the Premier League lineup last year. And it's still ongoing. And the more and more you see these same players, the less commercially viable they become. People get bored of them. The very same thing right now.
1: I do agree about the variety. But the problem you've got is where they're on different TV networks. If they were all on the same TV network... I get it, but right, ITV don't care about Sky, and Sky don't care about ITV. ITV care about their viewing numbers, and they want the biggest players on their platform to be showcast. So it's eyes. on I'm not saying I agree with this, by the way, but this is this is the problem when it's on different stations that Sky care about their viewing numbers, and ITV care about their viewing numbers, and ITV want their viewing numbers to be the best, and that. Involves,
3: snake by Gezi, MBG, not... I get that. I totally get that. However, for me, it there's the stories there that we're not... The, see the, see the, see the stories there we're not seeing... Yeah, there's the stories there that we're not seeing from the bottom boards. You don't know if they're going to happen, so they are a bit more of a risk. But for me, it's a it's a massive lack of respect, I think, to James Wade that he's not on that stage. Even if it's just for his first aim back, if he, he was on there for the Friday night, and yeah, the, that Friday night stage was very good. The players there. However, two of which were repeats of players who played on uh games that could have happened on the first night. But for me, champion should be on that main stage for his first bat. Same next year with Danny Knoppert. Danny should be on that should be on that stage next year for his first game, in whatever round that is.
1: Oh, um, I don't, I don't think VR Play had a direct say in it, but I think the PDC's decision was because of VR Play. Does that make sense? I don't. VR Play wouldn't have had a say, the same as ITV didn't, because ITV wanted Johnny and Damon on it. But I think that decision was definitely made for their benefit. I hundred
2: percent agree. The thing that I would agree get um, is in, in previous years, well, there's always been the odd tie that you think oh, might be a main stage game, but in comparison, you go with a slightly more entertaining one to PDC TV, and you put it on last in the prospect that you get something entertaining for your paid subscription service, and if the main stage route was through, you sneak a fifth game on as well. There didn't seem to be any of that decision-making this time round. There didn't seem to be any well, sort of flexibility. Was, yeah. it the, was it the Saturday yeah. afternoon or the Saturday evening where we sat watching and going... Yeah, yeah. There was literally the main stage on 40 minutes on its own or something ridiculous, and you're like, Johnny, it was, yeah, because Johnny Clayton was on board number eight, right, the round before. What is Johnny Clayton doing out of board number eight? I know the rest of it just ended up in, in draw order, but there was a two-leg gap between the final game on stage two finishing and Johnny Clayton starting his game on stage eight. Why not wait and put that on stage two?
3: On yeah, that was Friday night, I believe that one was, and then there was a similar one on Saturday afternoon with I think it was O'Connor and Bunting. Stage two was just yeah. to finishing that and then started because we had 10-8s uh, and a ten nine before that, or two ten nines and a ten eight. Um, so there's opportunities there to move them. I think yeah, well, I've, that, I found that very strange. Well, the, the, the
1: thing was that's why Hessa and Clayton went on last on board two with the hope, but all you had to do was look at the pace of the games on the main stage. No chance that it was ever going to make the main stage because of the pacing pace of the games on stage two to stage one, not yeah. just wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Um, but back to the yeah. darts, we, we, we've had our own. Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll touch on this more when we speak about the world series as well. No doubt shortly. Um, but <laughs> in the last 16 games, um, this, this was the interesting one, or the interesting ones, plural. Uh, Danny Oppert absolutely blitzed Dirk Van wasn't even close. Um, Wadey, nine data to beat Boris Kirchmar, And again, Wadey was in control, but you always felt that Boris had a little bit of a chance because Wadey
2: couldn't shake him off. Yeah. Hang on, a look. Boris is we, we saw this an awful lot, didn't we, this weekend. More than than ever before, I think. In there was a lot of players wading, if you like, that were just incredibly difficult to shrug off, despite in terms of averages and, and level, being miles behind their opponents. We saw yeah. Devon and Yellow play similar, obviously the final spoiler alert. That was very, very similar. We saw it a number of times this weekend where You're just clinging on, you just pinch the odd leg, you have a steady hold on your own throw, nowhere near on your opponent's throw, and and make yourself difficult to to shrug off, and this was one of those, look, Wadey was solid and he gets over the line, in the end there was a moment where you thought, oh god, here we go again, James Wade's at nine, so he's definitely going on to lose the match, because that's what tends to happen, but yeah, good result for him, good performance for him, set it up nicely for him, Um, doesn't get the job done afterwards.
1: Right, and we've got a quick, it's only eight seconds, um, from... Well,
2: interview was only 90.
1: Honestly, one of the most horrific... <laughs> inter- and, and to be fair, we had to cut a load of it out from the Dutch boys, bless them. Um, but this was the, um, one of the highlights of the weekend. Obviously, with the previous games, I, I, I guess I wasn't eligible to be on that main stage, so, you know, I'm happy to be back here, so, yeah, with the big, big players. I think it's safe to say he wasn't too happy <laughs>
2: I, to I, thought that was be, point. I
3: thought that was going to be a clip of a certain member of our team celebrating his nine daughter that's what I was expecting
1: um so yeah and then William O'Connor stuns Peter Wright the world champion departs played okay but O'Connor just
3: did as Michael Van Gogh would say the right thing at the right moment exactly that that's that's what this game was uh, Peter Wright obviously there's concerns going into this weekend with his um, after Thursday's final but he didn't really do a fat lot run on uh, Saturday night. but O'Connor just stepped in at, 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 as you said right things at the right time and uh, a great win for William O'Connor Obviously, it wasn't a bit for him on Saturday, but it was on Sunday, for right.
1: Yeah. Um, and then, Kelvin Price, this was his best performance of the tournament. Uh, battered Callum Ritz into submission. Uh, 10-3, again, not close. King Barry did a job on Ricky Evans, and I had to, had to feel for Richard Ashdown in this one, trying to spot this game. Whew. It was a bit quick. Yeah. Mind you, it's interesting yeah. what the king spoken about he snow slowed his first dart, then, setting his first dart and having good consequences. And then Sebastian Belowetsky's run continues being Ryan Searle, ten six. Um Michael Smith a nine darter, was it fourteen minutes or something after James Wade's? Um, to Edge mentor Sudovic ten nine and then Damon Hetta beating Johnny Clayton. Um, we've also got a clip from Clayton coming here, and this is a this is an interesting one. This was from the Ram before, but I've I've got it teed up because I think it's relevant, as in what he says. It's it's quite an interesting take. Yeah, maybe, you know, um, I think it's, everybody's out to get me, like, you know, and I've had, I haven't had this um, feeling before, so I don't really like it, I like it to be on the other end of the stick, so no, seriously, I'm to get my ideas back to where they were and get back to play them out. Doesn't like being the hunted, prefers to be the hunter. There's no
2: pressure on you when you're the hunter, you're not expected to win, are you?
1: yeah um, and then it gets interesting it's quarter final day then at the UK Open and this is how the draw came out Keen Barry against James Wade Sebastian Bilowitski against William O'Connor Danny Nopper against Damon Heter Michael Smith against Gellering Price Keen Barry take a bow absolute demolition job of James White, Cob and just sensational from the young man.
2: Yeah, just from the get-go, he got out ahead and he, he stayed ahead. Scoring was solid. That set of the first start, when it's so important to a to a technique like Keens as well, his first start is so, so important to his throw. If it's in that bottom of that treble, it's easy to follow on because of those little flights. If not, because the way it drops down, you put that on the top wire, you have to start switching you have to start chasing around so just that extra second to compose himself to get that first start going superb like doesn't miss a tire double for for god knows how long and when you're on that sort of run it's just your day isn't it yeah
1: oh completely look when it's your day first on you like
2: first on you get the experience oh. pro he gets a bit of chance time to, to get himself into the game James doesn't get that. And once he's chasing, you, you never really fancy it, do you? Yeah. And then
1: this one was just full of drama. William O'Connor edges past Sebastian Biloetsky, 10-9, Boise. But over this weekend, a genuine star was born, I think, in Sebastian. We saw the nine data behind closed doors at MK. And the non-tour card holder getting to the quarterfinals of a TV ranking title just sensational
3: and for me the story of the weekend yeah it was one we were speaking about early on in the weekend when me and Dob were talking about the um, what board you was going to be on for someone like Bialetti it was better for him that he was going through this being on the, the boards that are not streamed um, and a great story some great performances across the weekend unfortunately wasn't enough the other and then it's that over Line of then's William him but to see him dead on our screens putting a very good performance. Um, says he's very, very vocal on social media about the local and national tournaments that he's winning and the performances he's pointing in. So it was good seeing come to a PDC TV event and put in those performances all weekend. It's a very, very good win. Hopefully, see a lot more of them this year. Um see. I don't know
1: what price knoppy was, but it would have been big. Um, also, Raymond says, "Get him on the live league." Don't you worry; you all know it's coming. Um, John O'Shea is there as well. i um, at home with uh, Maisie as well. Hope you are all good, mate. Um, and then, Danny Nopper against Damon Hesser. Did did the heat just run out of steam? Gobby putting the career highlight day for him the day before, and the the massive high just couldn't get going
2: can re- can replicate that performance. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's the first time, really, you come up against somebody that's just that little bit more methodical than him. Not massively, but I also don't think that helps. When you've got Marco Van Gogh and Johnny Clayton rattling off visits against you, you can control the match. Danny Knoppert can take that control away from you just as much as you can take that away from other players. And I don't think that helped him at all. I think if somebody's rattling off legs in front of him, He's he's generally a better player than if it's a tight, scrappy, little methodical affair. I'm not not going to call players now. I'm going to call them methodical. Yeah. And then, this
1: was one of the most talked about games and everything that went with it. Michael Smith beating the Iceman, Gerwin Price. And there was consequences, which will come on after that as well. Um, But... I've got to say we didn't have the sound on in the media room for this one but by all accounts was it as bad as what everyone was saying
3: the, the whistling it, yeah it wasn't it wasn't great and probably to venue where I wouldn't expect it for price we spoke a lot during the weekend about how much support Derwin price that's in my head, the amount of Welsh fans that are there um, it it was bad it's talk about how that it is when Proud's to bat and how that they've been at certain venues, but it was very, very disappointing to see it and then for Derwin Price and have the impact. It was good to see the message that was exchanged between the two players afterwards. Um, Smith has always been a great sportsman at the back of the stage, trying to let the Pro the, the to behave better. But yeah, it wasn't great at all, unfortunately. And not the way you wanted to see Price depart, you wanted to see with you know, someone beating him with creating doing something special. Yes, Smith played very, very well. But you didn't want him to do it that way. Well, he certainly didn't anyway.
1: Fair enough. Uh Jim McEwen is in the chat room. Um, congratulations. We're gonna to touch on the live league. shortly mate, and how you've got been picked for Scotland is beyond me. Um, their loss. Um strange, so that was strange. the quarterfinals. Moving on. The final four in the UK Open. First of all, Team Barry. The first part of this game. Sensational. The last nine legs from Michael Smith. Nothing short of world class. Nine legs on the spin. Averaging 115, Boise.
2: Unbelievable. Before we touch on the game... Touch on them the draw for this semi final and shoot them. Because pairing up the two entertaining <laughs> players, the two not so entertaining players did not help at all.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> One it
2: final, I was arguing with a couple of people I was like, you know full well where this draw is headed, it's heading for a William Connor Danny Knopf semi final. And it happened. Carry on.
3: <laughs> really not happy. This like, really not happy yeah um back to back to the darts yeah smith smith was just unbelievable those was it seven legs reeling off everything no lead over 15 i think it was it was just incredible team barry i'd say started the game very well was then the question mark probably started at the start of the game saying surely smith's not gonna um mess it up here we'll get back into the final and he, he put in that that run at the end was similar to what Peter Wright done to him in the world final. Just smashed through seven, eight leads where he was just unplayable and there's not a lot that team Barry had do. It was just a great, probably one of the best performances this weekend from Bully Boy.
1: Oh yeah, it was split nothing short of sensational. Um, so the Bully Boy was into another final. But from there... Danny it produced a comeback. I'm not going to say stunning comeback because it wasn't a particularly great game, but it was gritty. It was determined. And the freeze, Gob, was into the final.
2: He was indeed, to be honest. Just, I don't know why I'm complaining about how lack of entertaining these two are because I didn't actually see this game. <laughs> <laughs> the fact it took long allowed me to get home from where I was to watch the final, so I appreciate that bit. <laughs> Fair <laughs> one. Look, to make his second TV Major final is, is superb for Willie O'Connor to produce this run. Willie O'Connor seems to be another player that really likes minehead. I remember two or three years ago now, I think he bust four of my accumulators in four rounds in a row. It was him and Daryl Gurney that just didn't know when they were beaten and it's just such a... Willie O'Connor and Boris Kirchmar are very, very similar to me and their action is just so straight down the line. You don't get a lot of variants left and right. They just don't back it up with enough top high scoring, 140s, tons. Don't find multiple treble visits. There's a lot of 60s and and that in there and that's my issue with that one.
1: So, we had a final. It was bully boy Michael Smith taking on the Freeze Dane Oppert. And I still can't quite believe I'm going to put this up. But huge congratulations to Dane Oppert winning a final leg shootout against Michael Smith. And it was one of those games where Michael Smith felt in control without playing well. I uh, didn't see him losing. And I, I genuinely didn't. Even that final leg I just thought he do a fifteen and and, and and win it boys. Um no no,
2: yeah, no, look. no 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 You watch a different final to me. You, After that second break it. when he after that second break, when he couldn't put Noppy away, despite the gap in the averages, despite the fact that Michael Smith was, was heavy, heavy favourite, Michael Smith lost his way. It was the first time he went into a final where he was significantly the favourite. Let's be honest, he ran into God knows who before that. Like Michael Van Gerwen and whoever else in, in every final that he's, he's played in. And Without being a this is the first one that Mark Smith has truly been expected to win. Even before he threw a dart, Michael Smith, is, is winning this title nothing else happens they both just have to turn up and, and go through the motions the longer the game went on without him being able to eke out a solid gap from danny and even from the moment that danny first broke to lead michael smith look at the pace the darts centre, the board it's difficult to, to talk a lot about his action because for the final the production was crap and it wasn't great over the weekend at times anyway but for the final, they started moving away from the split camera an awful lot. And you didn't see it. But Michael Smith started to panic. He started to try and get rid of the darts quicker. He didn't want them in his hand, And that was nerves. That was panic. You look at the emotions drain out of him every time he's scoring a 45 or something. Or he's dragging darts left. He's dragging them low. He panicked. That was... Considering, look, it's difficult to say he'd lost the World Championship final. Peter Wright won the World Championship final. He produced that ridiculous run at the end. Mark Smith had none of that composure at all because he was under pressure in a final that he simply could not lose. This was the moment. And when it wasn't going his way, his entire action, his entire presence on the hockey fell apart.
1: I still didn't see him losing it. I genuinely didn't. And we were in the press room, although it was close... We just didn't feel he was ever going to lose it. And, and again, that's just obviously watching it from where we were. Um, but Danny Knoppel took his chance. And the, the last leg from Noppie was under pressure to find a 13-dart break or throw in a final. That takes some stones.
3: Yeah, it, it takes nothing away from Danny Knoppel. I know a lot of the torties around Michael Smith. I, I'm siding more towards Dob. In regards to how we looked throughout that final. Um, but there was just times in the semi final and the final. His darts at tops were just incredible. And I mean, i had a debate throughout the weekend about top sitting, but not being the semi final, did uh, we, we didn't have an end of vote. However, there's one in the William O'Connor semi final. I think it was a 9 8, maybe. And he's, he's top sitting, then he stood back and just pinned it straight out. He's one in the final led to fire in that 13 dart led. Some finishing at that time One Dane was just top, top draw. And a lot of credit to someone who, you know, pulled out the Masters, has had stuff happen at home in regards to a new kid. So a lot of time away from the dartboard to then come and win what he's, what Tambi the most one of the most difficult PDC tournaments to win. It's just an incredible feat uh, for Danny Nopper, and should open up a lot more doors for him. Whatever them doors may be, I'm sure we'll touch upon some tournaments that you think they're invited to uh, in a bit, but it should open up more doors for him. And rightfully so, as he's done on and picked up the UK Open. Yeah, no, agreed. Um Yeah, look, the production
1: wasn't great and, and people jump on Twitter and blame the spotter. It isn't the spotter's problem. It's the, the director, whoever's directing the show, has control of where the cameras go. It's, it's not the spotter,
2: is it, the thing. It looks, so I, I, don't, I don't know who, who... that to doubles because what you will see, and sometimes the reason why you miss the double going in sometimes, a little bit of insight into it, is because if they've got camera set on the treble they won't move that because it's it's solid so that one will always be there one that's always sat at the bottom they'll have one that was sweeping through the doubles but if they've got to get from one side of the board to the other side of the board what they'll do is while that cameraman readjusts and tries to get over there as quickly and as accurately as possible they'll cut away from the shot and then go back to the player so you don't see the camera swinging across because it looks crap well if they don't cut back quick enough or that cameraman doesn't manage to get over there quick enough by the time they cut into the image, the dart's already in, especially for players like Michael Smith or Keane Barry or whoever play at a million miles an hour. I'm not
1: going to give it away, but that's why you need a setup like we have at the Live League because you don't need to swing cameras around. The same as the Euro though, Tour. If you use the correct setup like they do on the Euro Tour and things like that, the magic is done for you. That's all, that's all I'm all I'm saying, um, but yeah, it wasn't good. Look, ITV as well missed a huge trick for me, not getting Webster in for the final day um, because he was magnificent throughout the the, the whole the whole thing. Um, for me, the ITV punditry team.
2: What what price last? You know that. It's got the The
1: ITV punditry team. For me, just needs a massive shake-up. Macy's top draw. Um, I don't like Alan Morriner as a pundit. I like him as a person. Great bloke. But because of his position within the PDPA, can't give opinions. In my, And as a pundit and a commentator, I want them to be giving opinions and, and what's going on. But because of his position in the PDPA, his hands are tight. But that's not his fault either. I'm sure if he didn't have that position within the PDPA, he'd give them but he he can't do it for me um john Rawlin is a great broadcaster wow. for boxing however his darts knowledge is shocking absolutely terrible
2: i know you two are laughing but i'm just telling you how it is i'm just ending the poll i feel like now is a good time to end the poll why why you tie us no, over I don't
1: I don't, I don't I don't i don't i don't know, i don't know <laughs> i can see boise smiling away look John Rawling is a great boxing broadcaster.
3: 100% superb. No, he starts knowledge. So long, he's genuinely I'm just, horrific. I'm just thinking what my runs going to be about. Dob's adage, you're having yours now. I'm just trying to work out what my runs going to be about on tonight's show. I've not quite thought of which one it Manchester is. No, I, I... Manchester, Dob. Dark show, Dark show. Dark. show.
1: Um, But, yeah, I I think they missed the trick by by not having Webby involved. Um, Sam, I disagree a little bit with that, because when you watch Adam Smith behind the scenes, he's beavering away, trying to get information. John Rawlings has been commentating on darts for probably 15 years.
3: Um, I'm I'm, I'm still not convinced with Adam yet. Um, I understand why they've gone down that route but I'm not, I'm not 100% convinced yet
1: um, before we move on we've also got a clip from the winner as well to play you
2: yeah, it's, it was a yeah, crazy night it was uh, just fighting and uh, yeah we go for it Yeah, hope so. Hope so. Um, I'm speechless now at the moment, and I'm really happy, man. And everything goes on now at the moment.
1: You can just see after the 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 eighteen months he's had away from the board, how much this meant to him, boys. Yeah, that
2: is made the steady climb since he joined the PDC. He joined the PDC as the former, I think he was world number one in the in the BDO for a while, even that year that him and Clem went in as as one and two big rivals for the World Championship. He's, he's built his way up properly. He's gone under the radar a little bit. We did exactly the same with Christian Kist. We, we made a big lookout for the English players that had gone on to, to do whatever that we were more familiar with. Danny Knoppert Great, great season the year before he moved over. Comes in, has slowly built his way up to now, what is he, 12th in the world now? Well I just twelve now. Yeah. up completely? No, 12th in the world now. Yeah. yeah, look. Huge job. Two TV finals now. Let's not forget the World Series, which, whilst it was an absolute shambles that he wasn't even there, qualify for an event that he hadn't played in any of the previous events is just ridiculous for me. He took his opportunity there, and he, he took his opportunity here as well. Oh, completely.
1: It was, um, it was good. Off the back of this tournament. This man is also the new, well, ha- over that shirt is horrific.
3: It's beautiful. It's happy Voice's happy wardrobe, that, that is. Beautiful. That is a beautiful shirt.
1: Oh, go on, Harry. Oh. Um... But no, huge congratulations to Peter Wright, the new world number one. It's going to be interesting now, boys, as well, because I think we could see him yo-yoing across the year, to be fair, until around the slam.
2: Is so that next time Gezzy's defending yeah. a big chunk? I think so, yeah. Yes. He's defending winners
1: money from two years ago. So, in, in, until, the, until the slam, we could see them yo-yo across the, the, the rankings. But Peter Wright, the first Scottish player to top the PDC order of merit as well. So, congratulations to Snakebite. He's not defending um, slam this year, he's defending Grand Prix. Sorry, that's what... Is it? I knew he was defending one of them. So it looks
3: like, yeah, anyway. slam was blind slam was behind closed doors, One. not it? So it was Jose's.
2: I knew I knew, I knew it was, I knew
1: it was one of them. I knew he
2: was defending it was the chance. Until then though, 10k at the match plan, a few pro tours, nothing at ET two. No. Um so that was that. We'll do
1: this one next. Congratulations to Jim McEwen, who was the Phase 1 Champions Week winner and played some sensational stuff as well. The final was superb. Didn't see the groups because I was still in the media room, but watch the knockout stages, boys.
2: Champions Week delivered in the Live League. Champions Week was unreal in the Live League. <laughs> Had it on while I was working in the background last week. Superb job by all the team. Chris Murphy even doing an interview where, bless her, she thought it was the bloody referee. Uh, That did make me chuckle. (laughs) (laughs) Absolute terrible. Oh, yeah, you're going to be calling your 1-8s. No, not really. That's not my job. That's what Paul Hinks does in the corner. We had the 124 in game. Paul Hinks is at it again as well. Um, I've I've spoken to Jim on on Twitter a couple of times. Absolutely superb from him. Uh, To do it two weeks in a row as well, because let's not forget qualifying the week before, to be down there for as long as Jim was, to have the break between the final week of that stage and then champions week and then to get through group a and have another couple of days off as well and just sit around in a hotel where basically it's incredibly tough to do it so to get up and produce it the way that jim did was was superb nice and solid and yeah like Bill said earlier the fact you're not in the scotland national team is an absolute joke bro. how could you win this be in the WDF world championships and go nah you're alright <laughs>
1: absolutely ridiculous but congratulations um to jim it was all good um also the pdc dropped this news on I think it was saturday i can't wait for this to be fair the barry hearn autobiography the the gaffer is bringing the book out this could be interesting gents
2: depends what the be. lawyers have said can go in and what they've said can't
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah can <laughs> yeah, yeah. we see the draft If if we didn't see the draft as well, that'd be great. I'd rather read the draft, I think, than the uh the actual release. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but can't
1: wait
2: for that one. Also, this 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 one, go go. The follow up when he's fully retired and isn't pulling strings still will be more interesting because then he can't put himself in any trouble. (laughs) Um,
1: this next one's great news and it's also going to open up the debate. PCA drop this only around half five tonight. We have a complete World Series, boys. It's there. Sorry, it's Peter. complete yeah. for the first time in two
2: years. This is exciting. I've never been yeah, to two... TBC. Is it any good? Uh, right.
1: <laughs> Let's, let, uh, let's that's fair. There's a fair chance it's going to be in Germany.
2: I said it's more the fair chance, but yeah. <laughs> it's just not written down yet.
1: You, you've only got to look at that. So, that week you've got Copenhagen June 10th and 11th. Then you've got Berlin for the Premier League on the 13th. 14th and 15th, you've got Pro Tour in Niedenhausen, is it? And then 16th 17th 18th and 19th you've got the world cup you haven't got a lot of time to, to get anywhere else
2: not really it's
1: a fair shot. it's gonna be
2: it's going yeah yeah mainland europe is is a hundred percent it's just whereabouts of mainland europe
1: yeah um but what i did find intriguing was the poster because we knew that Fallon originally was doing all of the World Series. And in the rescheduled ones, we knew she was going to New York. However, looking at that, I think she's got the lot again.
2: I, I, no,
3: I, I think, think she, she just will.
2: sells. <laughs> she might seem to be in none <laughs> of it. But as last year's runner-up, she's, she's going to be on the poster. <laughs> Does
3: it work like that? I didn't, I, didn't see, I, didn't pro- see, I didn't see i didn't see uh jose on this year's premier league posters <laughs> saw him in the
2: trailer.
3: <laughs> just saying just saying you might have been on the, ad, but you he were on the poster.
2: because you brought
3: it up not on the poster he was in the trailer but not on the poster we all know yeah. the posters the important thing dog but
2: yeah if you spend more money on the trailer <laughs>
1: Yeah, but the problem is, is the TV company made the trailer, and the promotional company makes the posters.
2: Theory. Yeah, Yeah, until they release the lineup, look, I expect there to be in a couple. I think don't expect the lineup for anything but Nordic and. I don't think they'll announce the Australia, Australasia lineup until the European lineup's done. I think we'll get the first three. And then they've got a month and a bit. You already know you're going to get a couple of players. But you'll get the first three, see how performances go, and then we'll get to see who goes down on I
3: disagree. I think we'll have an I answer. Think I, I, I disagree as well. Or, Or at least six. Four seats of the names. Well, four are already announced. Those four will be it. for me. Those four will be it, all of them.
2: The annoying um, thing with the Australia one is it's so it's far right away from where everybody is based. That would be there as a as a touring member of the eight. You can't really take ten or twelve and just go right. You can have one each because the cost and everything to get yeah, players yeah. there is the same. And the issue with that is. It's brilliant for the fans in Australia and New Zealand. But for us watching it three times within 15 days, it's not great. It's a bit Premier League all yeah, over is... again. Yeah, but this genuinely isn't aimed at UK
1: fans. Yeah. And it, it, it isn't. No, no. This, this is not aimed at UK fans. This is aimed at the target audience they are going to.
2: It was aimed at UK fans and uh, they would broadcast it at the time and then do a repeat later. Yeah, we don't even get that. No, that
1: this is one hundred percent for the the target audience of where they are. Uh, James, she's there because the broadcasters want it and it's commercially viable.
2: Quite Pla- plain as this event is one if that I don't know. mind having a discussion around being commercially viable. The World Series of Darts is is a traveling tour of the top PDC guys against anybody else that you've got left. James, that's just not true because the first one is America and she's massive in America because of the Billie Jean King connection and the fact that she didn't get to go to America after becoming the first woman to win a yeah. world championship and the media attention that those two having a, even on a social media relationship. Yeah. like. Not- there will be a press opportunity for those two to meet in New York. That, that's 100% going to happen yeah. after that.
1: And then listen to the interview that Barry gave. I know it was 2019 when she won the games, but the principle was still the same, was originally they only announced her for New York. And then the Australian broadcasters demanded her in. They wanted her. In this, the broadcasters called the shots.
3: Yeah, I've I'm not opposed. I just hope we see a bit of a split. If if these are the four that are gonna be the four that are gonna be the sort of well as they are the face of the World Series for twenty twenty two. I just start with that a bit more of a mix with the other four. I e it's perfect time to talk about it, but I'd like to see not in one or two of them because of his recent exploits. But then, other, yeah. Yeah, but then there's yeah, Yeah, and then and then there's other players who who have had deep runs at the Worlds, as players like Talon Reitz, it would, uh, it, they would be, for me, the ones that we're looking at for those. What I wouldn't want is the, to be these four, followed by another four of your Premier League players. I was about to name some of them, but another four of your Premier League players. Otherwise, we'll get to when the Premier League finishes, which is in between two and three, and we'll just be watching it all over then. Just slightly different format.
2: The problem is that because to keep travelling cost down, and expenses down, the chances of yeah. that second and third stint not being done by Premier League players is very, very slim. Yeah, the the, the three the, the three down
1: under will be the, the same lineup, and I and I think that's when the big guns the big guns go. I think the the one in the the one in the June twenty fourth potentially you might see. A few different, that may be the one. New York being the first stellar event. Again, that will be the ones that we think it will be.
3: Yeah. So the tenth and the eleventh as well, because um isn't there a I'm not a telling everyone to me, but isn't there a players championship in Germany, not London for that as well. So those are yeah, the, the Premier 11th League as well. as well.
1: You've got the tenth and eleventh, then on the thirteenth you've got Premier League finals. So
2: they're all going to be there. They're, they're all there anyway. Well I only the top and, four, aren't they? But let's be honest. If you've ever got an opportunity to try and convince Gary Anderson to do something, who is still quite marketable around the world because he was in that position, you've already got him in that country for this. You say we'll shut your World Series if you're playing the World Cup of Darts. I think patience is
1: running out with him. I'm not convinced. I think he goes to Australia because it's Gary. And I think he goes to New York. But I'm not sure he goes
2: to the other two. The other issue I've got is... I know we've always had Simon and... And Corey to an extent, and now Damon, but with Gigi over here, etc. I think the Australia leg is, is becoming a bit more what well, we see these guys every week.
1: Well, also, as well, that Australian leg is when all the Australasian players used to go home, as well. Yeah. So you finish the match play then I think you've got a pro tour after the match play, because Damon was talking about it, he's on about skipping that pro tour and going straight home for a month. So you might go home do the World Series events and stuff like that. So it kind of ties in that most of them will go home anyway. The fact that borders have been shut for two years means they can get home as well.
3: Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's yeah, three players, championship into events the week before, the 3rd, 4th and 5th of August. Which obviously the match play finishes early this year, I think, it's a week early. So there's a there's a two week gap before the match play and then players, and then the following week then is the Queensland Dart Masters. So if you're done it at one point, it seems the right time to do it after the match play.
1: Yeah. Um. So look, great news. The World Series is back, and I'm sure when they announce it. Darts Twitter will go into Mount Pan. Also, we haven't got slides, but there are some talking points um, of bits that have happened in the last week in Darts. Um, Russian players aren't eligible for Lakeside, boys.
2: And Belarusian. Yeah. Belarusian, Russia. But yes. Yeah, there's four players in the lineup. But given what's going on, In the world, the WDF initially came out and and said that they wouldn't, but after the IOC did that and then changed their standpoint, I think every major sport in the world is is pretty much headed for the same direction. Look, the Russian Paralympians have been allowed to compete, and the first thing that one of them does when they're on the podium with a Ukrainian is wear a Russian war symbol. It, it, It doesn't look good. You start making allowances and exceptions to compete as individuals, and then you send out a message like that, and it's just a bit of a mess. Sporting-wise, I know there'll be plenty out there that feel for the players that don't agree that politics and sports should ever be mixed, but it's been used as a tool for, for long enough now, and I think it's it's something that we've, we've had to come to expect. Yes, it's incredibly harsh on, on some of those players, especially if they don't agree with it, but you're not exactly going to go around and poll the players and say, do you agree with it? No. You just don't want to put them in that position. It, it's harsh that they've worked so hard to make this event and to qualify but that's the stance that that has to be taken and you start taking away the little things and hopefully that's when we see big changes from what's going on
1: i want to speak i don't know again no one can judge what she's going to do but if you're anastasia do you play under your british passport
2: i don't know <laughs> if she's allowed, if she's registered as as what, do you know what I mean? Like there wasn't any comment on Anastasia specifically on the WDF press release. It just said further communication be sent out regarding the updates to the lineup as soon as they can. So again, incredibly harsh on Anastasia, but the minute you start looking for loopholes and and one person finds one, everybody's going to find one.
1: but I think
3: she can because she does have a UK passport. guess the, the other part to it is how the rest of the field would feel about it. You would like to think they'd be fine, but everyone's got different opinions on it. So it, it is going to be an intriguing one to see what happens there. Uh, well, it hopefully from a spectacle point of view, you want to see her playing in that tournament because she's one of the top women uh, the problem is though, is if you start team asking team.
1: players their opinion, that gets messy because if you're someone that is just under the elite in the ladies, you're going to vote tactically. You're yeah. not voting on principles, might,
3: you're going to go... It might, <laughs> it might not be asking the players, it might be that some will vocalise that anyway as we've seen that a lot of players are not scared to use social media platforms to voice their opinions. So, I'm just saying it potentially opens up that kind of worms so from a spectacle, I want to see Anastasia at the, at the Worlds, why wouldn't as, as, a, as a top women's player, so um, it's just that they just have to make sure they're not setting a different precedent to me than what the rest of the sports are doing around the world.
1: Well, as well, with the ladies' game, the fact that there's no Fallon or Lisa in the tournament, you have to make it as strong as possible and as marketable as possible as well. And Anastasia is 100% in that bracket. However, introducing her from Cheshire with Love doesn't really have the same feel. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, but it's,
1: it, it's certainly an interesting one, boys, isn't it? To see what happens and... And,
2: and what develops with with, with that one yeah, yeah no um, you said about our opinion other players opinions public opinion. the minute you get one opinion going the wrong way it, it, it's negative press for something that you've set out a statement now saying that they won't be involved so yeah and that we've, we've seen boris colt withdraw from the uk open as well we think that's similar that was never stated why the withdrawal was but it came about at pretty much the same time so i think it's just yeah for the foreseeable no rush athletes
1: yeah it'll be it'll be interesting also Job world seniors is heating up as well some qualifiers on the horizon
2: Two weeks till the Open Series. Yeah, we're off to Newbury for that. Then a few more weeks until the Masters qualifier. That one will be in Reading. So I've got Newbury, then Redding. Um Looks pretty good, to be honest. The lineup looks solid. The draw um, and, and schedule of play is out. Um, just need to know who the three qualifiers are. Now added an extra qualifier to it as well. So two individual day winners and a Order of merit qualifier as well. Um, Looking pretty good, looking pretty sharp, I think.
1: Absolutely. Um, Again, I'm going to open the chat room for question time as well. So get your questions in whilst they're doing that, boys. Have we missed
2: anything out? Yeah. 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 We haven't looked ahead to next week's Premier League or the Euro (laughs) Tour.
1: Well, exactly this, this, that. this is what happens when you, when you run your day on, I've had Nittred three hours, Kip. We've we've done everything that's happened already.
2: Normally we do a little yeah. look-ahead segment. We've got a Premier League night and a European tour in but, the yeah, you know, week. This, this
1: is what happens when you're <laughs> at three hours, Kip. I don't function well.
3: The, the best thing about that is what people won't know in our little uh, mini green room before we uh, come on air. This is exactly what we was talking about, Phil. Was the Euro tour, and we've just missed it completely. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, that's all good. Um. So, see so I even knew about it because I I n- knocked up stuff for it. Um. So we do go back to Brighton after t- three year absence. Obviously, part of that with COVID, but. Definitely two years, um, but four nights, four different winners. Will we have five boys? Um, it's going to be interesting. First one. This is a this is a huge game for both players.
2: Yes, I think again Gary just exists at the minute. You want a little bit more from him. Michael Smith needs to get a good, solid result up on stage and just go. Look, I'm over it. I'm done. But who wins it, boys? Smith,
1: six four. Boise.
2: Smith.
3: Uh, yeah about the same shoots for three six four Gary Anderson 6 four
1: Peter Wright, Johnny Clayton again the subplots of this one which I really really like um, again hopefully Peter is well rested and his gallstones are sorted and Johnny. Needs a win, not fired since Liverpool. Um, Boise, how do you see this one going down?
3: Um, I think that Clayton beats who will be announced for the first time as well, number one. But I think Clayton, that's the better of right in a close for 6-5, although.
2: God. Famous last words here, but neither player averaged 95. Johnny
3: <laughs> Player went to game of, game of the year in Tommy. To,
1: to be fair, I think we see a radical set of Peter Wright darts as well. He's played with the straight ones for too long now. We're, we're due a radical change. So it wouldn't he's, surprise he's... me if we see a a dumpy
3: barrel with a long stem and a kite flight. he's got to have something special for a. Uh, obviously this this date's been coming in without him being well number one it was always in uh, when he was going to be not if so there's going to be something spectacular about his first time we will be another new outfit of some sort or it'll be something different with his flight or his darts there's going to be some mark to it with the amount of um, back and forth between him and pro So yeah, I would expect something. Dart would probably be the way he'll with some sort of
1: Yeah. Um I uh, I think I think Clayton gets his man. I think Peter uses a daft set of darts and he's made to panic. So I'm going Johnny Clayton six four. MVG James Wade Gob you can kick us off on this one. The green machine against the machine. Your boy the audience.
2: Does he get the job the done? number three asserts his dominance. Yeah, that's right. My guy outranks yours. My guy beats
1: your guy, though. Get
3: back Have again. I got a deciding vote? <laughs> God, this is horrible. This is horrible because. People know how much I dislike James Wade. However, I think James Wade will beat Van Der on Thursday. I think Wade, that's the Wait, better where, of him.
1: Where's the off button?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, think oh, no, I, think I'm,
1: I think MVG six six three six four for me. And then the final one: Joe Cullen is in need of a victory against Garen Price. Will the Iceman bounce back from disappointment, Boise? Or will it be the rock star?
3: Price demolishes him about six one, six two, 6'2. And I say that not in a disrespectful way to Joe Tuller. I think we see Derwin Price firing a 108, 109, something a bit special, and just demolishes him early on. Go.
2: Colin? interesting we lose all three of the big boys in brighton i say that one of them no, ranked fifth. We, lose, we lose one two and five
1: gob's carving it up so from your step from your semi-final lineup boys who makes the final and who wins night five in brighton
2: Wade beats Clayton. Are you drunk? Nope.
3: Um, all Welsh final and Derwin Price is the first player to win two Premier League title Knights, whatever one I call them. Stand in front of the sign. Stand in front of the Brighton sign. That's what he wins. To stand in front of Brighton. No, he
1: wins. He wins a televised title. Every match matters. You know (laughs) this tagline, boys. Do you come on? I
3: am going. That's that's why, Phil. That's why Dobbs had James to doing it, so he wins (laughs) a TV title. I am going
1: MVG. Beats Johnny Clayton in the final and wins back-to-back Premier League nights.
2: Sure. So, right, let's do your tour because we've also apparently got to do women's series. And I've just seen uh, we mentioned the Scotland team and Jim McEwan's. Um, Oversight. Ridiculous That's what I'm going to call it. An no, no. Um, ridiculous snub. Yes, that one. Um, Luke Littler has just become the youngest player to ever be selected for the England men's A team at just 15 years old. Is Aaron still in the England team? Aaron Monk, yes. Yeah. God help them. Justin Hood, James Hurrell, Ian Jones, Dave Ladley, Luke Littler, Neil Maneer, Paul Milford, Aaron Monk, Josh Richardson, Lee Shewan, Scott Taylor, Scott Williams.
1: Um, Daniel, why would you say MVG is finished when last week in Exeter, he went through the field, smashed them all, only dropped three legs. If that's finished, then not bad.
3: Um, so that is Bryson. Yeah, from- yeah he's, not, he's not finished. Is question mark still there, though.
1: Oh, of course. I'm not saying there's not, but I just think when he gets it right, he's still yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Uh, James, I'm getting good value on the prices now. Uh, the live league. We I'm not going to announce the lineup yet. We're going to drop teasers through the week, starting tomorrow. Your first teaser will be me um there is no live league this week it's a week off we're having a week off in between phases so the live league returns next week um so from there we go to the euro tour back to germany for the german dart championship et2 from hildesheim do why we're doing this
2: we've gone early on it because there's no draw
1: so until we get no, the like, we, can, exactly. to we, not, we can't do a draw we, we can do.
2: just we can just gloss over it yeah that was fun uh next <laughs> now look uh big weekend needed from ad lewis i think euro Tour can be a place where you can rectify that be interesting to see how george killington performs he's been playing really really well on the floor um Darry daryl gurney needs a response um, who have we got in the qualifiers? Jan van Veen, Stefan Belmont, Gabriel Clemens, Martin Schindler, Nico Springer, Lucas Vainik, Marco Cantelli, Carol Sedlacek. Karl Sedlacek is where we're going to touch on because I think he won three qualifiers this weekend in the space of a weekend. Cool. He was on absolute fire, correct?
1: Um, also, as well, I'm looking forward to seeing Jose Justicia, no doubt of the weekend, and played some really good
2: stuff on tour so far. Yeah, he might have to seen seen him. today. Mario's slowing the pace down a bit. It's a nice, it's interesting as the well. The,
1: the seedings have also changed. Remember, ET1 was a rollover from ET3 last year. Correct. The world number three has not qualified. Does what he wants. <laughs> no, he, 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 he
2: rocked up to the, the qualifier
1: in Barnsley and didn't
2: make it. It also means he might not be the world number three for much longer because there's not a big difference between him and Michael Smith. Right. So any sort of good result for Michael Smith and Wade instantly becomes okay. number four again. But that well, might not I mean. be the worst thing. That Wade's been number four for so long, he's run into go in Price constantly. Well Peter Wright jumping above Go in Price and James Wade jumping up to third at the same weekend puts him back in the same section as Girl with Price. It's changed nothing for the top four if one and two and three and four change place at the same time. So, Wadey dropping back to fourth, Michael Smith running into Gezi and Wadey having a crack at Peter Wright instead, could be a sensible outcome for all. Have I made it up, but can't MVG
1: jump James Wade if he wins it as well?
2: If He's not going to win it, so we'll, we'll move on to the Lady series. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I, so, I know why uh i know, I know why dog wants to move on to the ladies series because we have an event at the weekend with no anderson with no wade and no mervyn kings he's not going to watch it it's
2: a bloody point
1: keep my eye <laughs> in. Do. i'm looking forward to seeing Obi as well that, right chris boby cannot continue to play as well as he is and lose games it's like a brilliant performance from Michael Smith to be him at the UK Open again. You cannot keep doing that and not win some games.
3: Adree, it's totally Adree. And um, as always, so, when we talk about Dolby, the best wartime, as we always mention, don't we, Dol? No, stop, stop sucking up it,
1: it, it, it. That
3: really not isn't, and I love those, but it's horrendous. Go
1: back to local local hero. Go
2: back to anything but that.
1: <laughs> um, so yeah, of course We're looking forward to the first Lady series of 2022 as well um, The names Aren't released yet, but a little bit Of inside info God, We have record numbers Have entered so far
2: Yes, I've heard 84 Entries so far, I have a couple More to go At least, and that includes the fact There's about 10 to 15 from last time that were pretty high up on the order of merit that have opted for the Isle of Man, uh, tournament for the opening weekend, the WDF ranked event instead. So it looks like despite concerns four or five weeks ago now, I think we say when we had the first dribble of numbers that actually they were pretty poor and at one point there was more markers available than there was players going to be at the event, um, it's turned it around, and it looks like everybody is taking the chance and the opportunity this time around. Whether it will just be for the first event of the year, like we sometimes see with a development tour, where there's no qualifying, Q school, etc., you can just rock up and play, etc. Whether We are getting a little bit now of the rest of the world being opened up a bit. There's there's no real COVID in the UK. Not there's no COVID in the UK. There's no COVID restrictions or anything in the UK that would restrict travel coming in for the players. There's no quarantine period. There's no massive time out of work. And if lady female players from around the world have been aware of this for about 18 months now, they can start building their game up. Um, Who said it in the chat room? Marcus as a player coming from Iran to play in the women's series. Indeed, we saw Mikuru travel with a um, playing partner last time. And we literally had one European in the entire event for the last block. So hopefully we see a few more of them. Eileen de Graaf um, and the ones that we're more familiar with um, from the rest of Europe. um, Dana Ah, Bahagen. I don't want to call her Mrs. Kid Ibrax because that was how she was referred to last time. But they've got the that. They? <laughs> <They've got it. laughs>
1: I, I, I really hope the Asians come over because Yuki Sakaguchi was a joy to watch last time.
2: That's her name. Um,
1: <laughs> is Anna allowed to play in the women's series? Um oh, Pass is the
2: honest answer. Judging by Um, the fact that Boris Colson is in the UK at very, very short notice, I'd expect not. Unless she has a UK flag. Yes. Uh, But yeah, look, that would muddy the. Well, I guess that's something else to talk about what we were talking about earlier. If one allows it under a UK flag and British passport, then it muddies the decision for the other one.
1: Yeah. Um, but look, again, I don't get some of the ladies' decisions either that have gone to the Isle of Man. I genuinely don't get it. With with what's on offer at the ladies' series now, with the money and the carrots on offer of... World Championships, Grand Slam and the ladies' match play. I'm slightly baffled why some have gone to the Isle of Man.
3: Yeah. Right. Add to potential, I don't know if to do it then for the top eight that in stall paid for as well. I don't know if that's a follow-on from what they did this year. But the, the incentives that are there, especially early on, you can build yourself into that ranting if it's the bat end of the year and you totally are now 40th, and then there's another potential opportunity in the WDF, then maybe it would make sense. But especially the first one with the announcement of the match play, uh, I find it very, very well, strange. The,
1: the, the thing is, right, you'd expect Dieter, I, I, the, the two that we know 100% are uh, Dieter and Bo that are going to the Isle of Man. Um, so in a normal thing, you would expect Dita to comfortably be in that top eight of the order of merit and and, and go there and, and get a match play place. We're missing the first four. Where she then goes to the next two blocks, where it's an open draw, there's no seeding, if you have a howler, or you draw and get, get drawn against one of the other top ladies and, and lose that game, you're keeping so much pressure on yourself to get to Blackpool and play in that match play. Give yourself every opportunity to get the job done and make sure that you're in that first ladies match play.
3: It's unnecessary yeah. pressure. It's just yeah. for me that... It says, if you don't do it now, don't play in the PDC events now, and then you see yourself in a position where you can't be caught or you're too far away exactly from it to then get cool. into it, then you've got that decision. But I don't know why you would put unnecessary pressure on your shoulders in the back end, unless Dieter's deciding that she's not playing in the PDC events. But I'm not sure that's the decision. It just seemed like... No, she, she's apparently
1: she's going to play in the rest of them. It's just the first one she's
3: missing. Yeah, which I don't know At no. all. Um But look,
1: it's it's great that the the, the ladies darts is is back Uh, it's great they're getting exposure and there is a platform for them to play in and improve so that is absolutely fabulous Um, right what else have we missed before questions boys
3: don't think there's anything else Um,
1: Nico says, "Can any remember a major winner averaging so low as Nopper?" Um, two seconds. Anyway,
2: it'd be a Grand Prix, surely. I
1: don't want to bash a man while he's down. Ben Durant's Premier League was pretty sheer. I remember it being an awful finals night because it was behind closed doors. i I tell I you, tell, my apologies. It wasn't as bad. It's, it's, sorry, his semi-final was worse. I thought it was the other way around. He averaged nearly 92 in the final. It was the semi-final. We only averaged 86 to beat Gary Anderson. I thought it was the other way around. My apologies. I, I just knew it wasn't it a very was good night.
3: I couldn't remember if it, if it, it was the last week or the week before, but I've just found it on... Uh our social media. Um, the announcement PDC made last Tuesday, I think it was, supporting the World Disability Dart Association by hosting um, three of their days at the match play. So for me, another great decision by PDC to have them on, I think it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So uh, great call to have that and just adds to what is already a fantastic week in Blackpool. With the ladies being there on the second Sunday and the disability darts being there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, I
1: said, Your thoughts on MVG's comments on Heta? Uh, You guys think his style is boring? I liked. So, I didn't actually hear the interview because it was with Via Play. Um, But. Damon's
2: methodical. Fair one? Yeah. Yeah. There's plenty, there's plenty out there that are more difficult to watch than Damon Hatter. He's, he's, he's. Yeah. He's not the fastest. He's not rat tat tat. You can see there's clearly a difference between what Keen Barry and Ricky Evans and Michael Smith produced in terms of aesthetics, but it gets the job done.
1: Yeah. Um, I can only scroll back so far in the chat. So, if or I can only get back to when we were talking about Brighton Premier League. So, if I've missed anything, can you whack them back in, please, guys? YouTube seems to have changed it. You used to be able to scroll all the way back to the start of the chat. There's quite a lot long in there
2: tonight. Yeah.
1: Um any TV
2: coverage not is bad.
1: <laughs> uh, any TV coverage for the masters seniors? um I'm guessing it all will come out soon.
2: Yeah discussion still underway. um I don't think it's under wraps for me to say though that I don't know the entire breakdown of this format, but it will be set play best of three legs. The old Masters format. The old
1: Masters format. I like that. Um, will class and make a comeback? He's playing well. Uh, is the Champions League of Darts the coming game back? Game? Uh, no, James, I think the Champions League's canned at the moment. Um, could it be a big defile in the field because of the massive difference in the women? Uh, yeah, look, let's, let's be right. The, the top two are a class above. Then for me, you've got another group just below them and then you've got a group below that. But the only way that gap narrows is by playing each other regularly and improving that way. The same as go, go back to when the, the PDC first died. it it wasn't like it is now. It, there was some absolute shit being thrown when they when they first split. I don't well let, let's not sugarcoat it. There there was some absolute horrific
2: stuff. Yeah, it's just the fact you just said that twice in five minutes for something that don't need it. All we swear on this show, yeah. that we're not. It's it, but just yeah. tends to be for something a little bit more essential.
3: And the first time he said it, he was wronged.
2: Yeah.
1: Shock. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know the rules. Never let the truth get in the way of a good story.
2: Yeah, I even muted Lee in the middle the the other day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the,
3: the, the, the problem was uh, PB, we both had control, so he was quickly muting himself. We <laughs> just muting each other great show. Do you
1: think Adrian Lewis is finished? Look, with the ability he's got, you can never be finished, but he needs to find some consistency. When it's good, it's still as good as ever, as we saw at the weekend. But when it's off, it's off. So he, he needs to find a playable B game.
3: The, the problem with that sort of question, saying someone's finished, it's, it's what we mean. Is he going to reach the levels he's reached before? Or is he going to continue as a professional darts player? It's what we're what classifying as being finished? Do I see him then back to where he was? Possibly not. Do I see him still having a lump career in the PDC, potentially, you know, Tanny Deck battings the top sixteen of Torsitan? Do I think he'll on and win more world titles? There's no signs of that I've seen at the moment. So i using the word finished I'm always a bit unsure of.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree.
3: Just it's the um, same with MVG when there's the one earlier, P V when they, they said it, MVG's finished, time and it was who said it. But to what to the level that he was at before turning that back to there is a completely different question to someone who's finished in the sport because we saw last week that he can just reel off a fantastic noise
1: yeah uh what's your thoughts on laura turner possibly making the top eight ladies eighties? look laura Laura turner has won multiple titles within the wdf system which says she can (laughs) compete Can she make the top eight? Absolutely, Craig. Um, Look, is she as good as Fallon and Lisa? No. But she's won multiple titles. So, yeah, 100% she's a danger for that top eight. Um, I hope Katie Sheldon can take some inspiration from Keen Barry's one. Yeah, look, me and Gob did all the the ladies series last year. Katie Sheldon was one we were always raving about, wasn't it, Gob? That the Irish lass can play.
2: Solid action, straight down the middle, entertaining, and a little bit pacey. Just how we like it.
1: Yeah. Um, how much, how devastating is the loss for Smith? For Smith? I remember right overcame the PL and won the next tournament. Um, can Michael do the same? Look, we've said it time and time again. Michael Smith has all the ability in the world. He just needs to to get there with it. I think Canny absolutely.
2: I think the big difference is the opponent. It? Peter Wright ran into Phil Taylor and Michael van Gerwen until he got over the line. Yeah. right didn't really have a, a an early runner up against a Danny Knopper in the fashion that Michael Smith did, and. It was almost perfect, because actually, since the World Championships, we've been sat here saying that there's a bit of a worry with Michael Smith. He hasn't produced in the Premier League. It took him four weeks to get a win on the board and flat out the Masters, I think. But other than that, we haven't really had a great deal of opportunity to, to see him in full flow in a longer format that he's clearly become adept at to World Finals, match play, etc., so the chance he gets to get into a tournament and go deep at the UK, if it makes another final, it would have been the perfect time to back it up and go, actually, this is the monkey off the back.
1: Yeah. Um, do you think they should scrap the Premier League? Um, Jack, for the, there, there's one main reason that the Premier League will never get scrapped. is because it produces millions upon millions of pans. So
3: could we do without it 100 <laughs> percent. no we couldn't stop um, we took that we- <laughs> derivative in this format yes yes
1: <laughs> um who's the next young gun to make a good run oh well, after this weekend uh, the youth's as good as it's ever been
2: Look, it's got to be Josh Rock hasn't it right now yeah probably the most playing at the highest level of anybody under the age of 23 in the world right now just not getting yeah. results yeah
1: No, agree um Connor Scott hmm uh, Daniel, race for the match play. Too much going on at the moment there, mate. It's, it's still miles away. It doesn't really matter at the moment. Too much money to play for. Um, do you think there needs to be a new darting organisation to replace the BDO like AEW to WWE? Good
2: question. It's what the WTF and the ADC are supposed to be.
1: Yeah, no, but I'm guessing it well, means... Would, would we like to see someone compete with the pdc on a on a professional platform and go head to head with them i'm guessing
2: it's, it's not demand for it
3: yeah i don't think there is the, the monster that's been traded by the pdc i don't know how you'd be able to compete with that it's it's just it would just, just like about the premier league you spoke about the premier lead, league and then what that made from my supposedly go for an exhibition and that's millions and millions of pounds. I don't know how you then don't compete with that.
1: The, the, the only way you'd do it is if one of the big TV companies backed it, like BT Sport or something like that, and just chucked.
2: You'd need a, a blue chip sponsor to back your entire. It would almost be a football, a football Super League. The problem is yeah, those yeah. matchups you, get poor very, very quickly. And the fact that the PDC has the infrastructure to just keep churning out these players and only way you're going to entice anybody to your setup because look, grassroots darts is, is it's frustrating and everybody always says you need to do new things of it, But every time you try something new, it gets shut down a bit. Darts is always going to be the same at amateur and grassroots level. You're going to have your local leagues. The first opportunity you get to play anything sort of competitive you're gonna be not in a team. You're gonna be playing for yourself. It, it's just not gonna happen.
1: Yeah, can't wait for the Saudi Darts Corporation like the golf. Don't worry, Jar Barry will take their money and just go there for a World Series.
2: Can't drink that No chance.
1: That's why you do just take the money in and do a couple of World Series events there. Take the millions like they do for the boxing just in and out Drinking a hotel am i right in thinking
2: you can drink in a hotel well, i, made I think out. so yeah no you must be able to
1: like. um so that is that um i think boys fergie time is just about up boys
3: yes i didn't say i didn't see how long was on the board but he must have said about eight minutes
1: <laughs> um, gotta say, this week's show has absolutely um, it said it's that third, Ken. Uh, it won't be there, Job, because of the, 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 the logistics of that week where all the players are, it will be in continental Europe, just a matter of where because they get it's literally straight after the World Cup, so they won't be able to get production and everyone there easily so why not the strong money says the german world series comes back um but everyone absolute blistering two and a bit hours like we say we went into fergie time as boise likes to call it at old trafford um so that is it Absolute superb show thank you very much for all your support over the weekend here at Online Darts. It has been absolutely amazing. That is us signing off. <coughs> Excuse me. We will see you this weekend where Gob and I will be here for the Ladies Series. Keep an eye on that and the Euro Tour here at Online Darts. We've got a few interviews dropping this week as well, so keep your eyes peeled for them. But that is us guys signing off for now. I've been Phil Bars, Jack Gobby Garwood, Lee Boys. Absolute pleasure, boys. And we'll see you all next Monday. Oh, oh, oh,